Welcome back to another episode of High Vibrations Only, the platform where we're all about inspiration, elevation, motivation. We want to make you feel good, make you feel like you can take on the world, because guess what, baby? You can take on the world. I'm so excited because today's guest, she's a lot of things. She's an author. She's a motivational speaker. She is a singer, artist, singer, songwriter, all of that. You know what I mean? She's a mom, proud mom. She's also an actress, and she is currently one of the cast members on Love and Marriage DC on the Oprah Winfrey Network. I am so excited to welcome to the show Simply Winter, y'all. Hey, hey. Wait, 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 wait. what is sound effect at? We get sound effects? Hold on. That's the, that's, the, that's the club joint. <laughs> they do that after you rap every song in yes, the club. Sir, yes. I'm with it. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm nah, excited to be here. Yeah? Yeah? Yes. Listen, I, we were saying off mic that um, I wanted to have you on the show. It wasn't because of Love and Marriage DC. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of the songs. You know, it wasn't because of the books. All eight of them that you've wrote, have written. It's true. Um, <laughs> It wasn't because of all of that, but it was because when we had you on the show, Couch Party, which I produced for the American Urban Radio Network, which, by the way, she won, okay? Um, when we had you on, I was telling the vice president of media and brand communications, like, it's not often that, to me personally, that someone's energy really comes off through the screen. I was like, she's a light. She's a positive energy. I was like, based off of that alone, I would love to sit with her. You know what I mean? And But That's then... Dope. Being aware of Love and Marriage DC. Yes. And watched a lot of the episodes and everything, season one. And, and then I was like, but wait a minute. Is it just me? Because the winter on that show and the person that I saw on Couch Party, like it, it, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it, they're two different. Like, what's up with that? Are they two different people? I, I, I feel like the energy is different. It is. You know what I mean? But it's still a layer of my personality. Okay. So being quick-witted. Yeah. Being, you know, a little petty. Yeah. That's winter. Those are parts of me. Now, is it the sum total of me? No. But I love that I feel like at the end of the day, because we can't control editing. That's one of the things that comes with unscripted television. Yeah. We cannot control editing. We cannot control production. We cannot control storylines. So we can't choose how we are presented to the world. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer that whatever is in you will ultimately come out. And that's what will ultimately resonate with the audience. So I've been very fortunate to be a fan favorite for that reason. Okay. Because what's in me, people really do see. Yeah. And I'm very active on social media. I love engaging with people. Yeah. That, to my core, is who I am. Okay. I'm a social, extroverted, Southern belle. Yeah. And so I think that ability to really kind of pull people in, I don't create barriers. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm on TV, but I'm still a normal person. I love sharing my life's experiences and wisdom. So that is what I believe people ultimately connect to. Okay. And it also buys me a little grace okay. on the show okay. when I'm petty provoked. So, so you, you, I was going to say, like, do you think you're messy? Like, Well, I like to say we all are messy at different okay. points. Okay. Everyone can be accused of being messy. Right. I mean, every castmate has had a messy moment. Right. And we will definitely see that throughout season yeah. two. Winter's taking a backseat this right. season. My messiness has 
is on hiatus. And so I am chilling and watching other people be messy this season. So yes, I believe in reality TV. Unfortunately, that comes with it. There's a side of you that can be triggered in the messy department. That's everyone. But I think ultimately people have learned, and I love that we've evolved as a cast where they're like, okay, winter is not so bad. But let me ask you this. Why do you think you get so much, for lack of a better word, hate on the like especially for season one like, i was like what's going on like i mean you had you 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 had ashley say i i do not like your face like what's up with that like, yes and i i think my we laugh about that to this day because that was such a ridiculous scene <laughs> you know i hate your face i hate your face like it was like what in the elementary school was right, happening right. here Season one was very different. I was on an island by myself. There was no backup. You have to think, this show is called Love and Marriage DC. And so by default, every person or every woman per se on the show has a male counterpart, which is her husband. So you got a built-in backup. I did not come in with that built-in backup. Mm. I was going through a divorce. So it was winter on an island by herself. So if things popped off, listen, I got to handle it. It ain't nobody else that can handle it for me. And this mouth handled it very well. (laughs) I don't think I skipped a beat. But what was funny, because of that dynamic, by the end of the show, um, and everyone will agree to this, the audience became my backup. Yeah. So that is what shifted me into being the fan favorite because yeah. to them, they felt like I was being ganged up on. Right. And they were you like, been no, attacked. Yeah. yes, we cannot let her right. be ganged up on. Yeah. She is by herself. Yeah. So that actually worked for me. So did it suck? Yeah, but the audience got me through it. Hey. And, you know, we made it through the season two <laughs> hey, unscathed. You know, you know, it's funny to me. I remember that episode um, you, when you announced your emancipation. Yeah, We're going to get into that a little bit. And you had little boxes for everybody, I man. did. And then, what's the name says? They say, well, you got to put up the little thing if you got a question. Yes. She said, why is winter here? I said, wait a minute. I said, wait, that's how we going to start off. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I had came to that particular, that was actually our bartending class. Yeah. I came to that class with the sole intention of reconciliation, wow. which meant that winter had to shut the hell up yeah because this mouth yeah. has a mind of its own sometimes yeah. and yeah. if provoked yeah it can just we can go real left real quick yeah. so i said winter no matter what happens yeah. no matter what is said you yeah. hush and you give these invites out yeah. and stay the course yeah sherelle was beside me and she leaned over she said you are doing so good i said i am doing really good because let me tell you because that's your friend y'all go way back you and sherelle we don't go way back oh, y'all actually go way back? we just met a year ago that's crazy i know her through her husband who mm-hmm. is a producer that's your producer correct right but i'm saying before like before that episode i had like y'all y'all was kind of oh cool. yeah we were yeah, cool before that before absolutely that. like right. we had seriously begin to establish a friendship yeah and so yeah she was like you are doing really well right yeah. now because it was a lot of crazy stuff yeah. being said that I could have responded to yeah but I was like I'm not there anymore I yeah. just want to get beyond all the bs yeah. and so I did very good I was so proud of myself that scene I, know, I did really so well cool. I was cool I was yeah. like I'm here because everybody knows why I'm here right the same reason why you here we all on contract to right. be here we, and, we didn't just show we up we didn't just show up yes and you said well since we're on the topic of I got something for you guys that I need to let me go ahead and pass this out yeah but you know there's something we always do on the show um you you've done a lot and we we're gonna continue the conversation but um yes so go, go ahead grab grab your um, little I get to grab my glass yeah, yeah, yeah. um this is let me come back on the mic this is um a toast to 
to more life. Yes. More wealth. Yes. More health. Yes. Amen. Amen. Cheers. Can't spend it if you ain't here to live it. Hey. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. Can't spend it if you ain't here to live it. Uh, listen. <laughs> That's really good. And it is? Okay, because, you know, I was saying off camera, I'm trying to, you know, to stop the low libations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I Moderation is good. In over a month, actually. Uh, that's congratulations. You know, and people that know me know it's no in between. It's I'm either you in or you out. Uh, we gonna say less. We gonna we gonna um, we, we gonna leave that for <laughs> hundred and nothing. I rock with it. But um, it was interesting to me because I I always wonder about this. Right, I think I was in college when reality TV really popped off. You know, like when it really became a thing that the industry was paying attention to. Yes. Never forget being in class, Professor Shane, and if she's watching, we were talking about it. And we were like, you know, is this going to last? How long is this going to stay for? And we were like, what was so sexy about it was that it was reality. But then we were like, wait a minute. They got cameras. It's a production. How much of it is actually real? And how much of it is scripted? I don't know if I'm allowed to ask if you're allowed Absolutely. to speak on that. How much of it is real and how much of it is scripted? Honestly, it's the number one question I get yeah. about the show all yeah. the time. Yeah. So for me, and I can only speak for myself, yeah. what you see from winter is what you get. Okay. Which is why I can own how I show up. Yeah. Because when they say, are you really that petty? Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, given the right circumstances situation, that is absolutely 1,000% winter. Yeah. I don't fabricate a thing. Okay. I chose to show up authentically me and authentically presenting whatever situation I was going through. So what you guys saw me go through season one was really happening in real life. Oh, wow. So I don't fabricate. Now, there are people who do create storylines and make up, you know, how they want to be presented and shown. And that's their business and their prerogative. I'm not going to knock them, but winter, what you see is what you get. And I, I believe that is the best way to impact people from being on reality TV. I don't think you can impact, impact people with a lie. Mm -hmm. You impact people with the truth and it's my truth. And so I don't have a reason to defend anything because I'm showing up authentically me. Now I might have to clarify because I I can't control editing or how things are presented, but you know, I think I've been very fortunate. I love reality TV. You do? Um, I do. I don't, I don't want to be in it forever. Mm -hmm. I really don't. That's not the goal. I have so many other goals and aspirations but for the time that I've been in it I've enjoyed my time and I think it's helped me evolve as a media personality as an actress as an artist um, as a woman Mm. and it's helped me like own who I am more unapologetically than I think I've ever been able to do as a woman so you know I'm curious I don't know if you get asked this a lot but your journey of getting on this show Mm -hmm. Like, can you share that with us? So what's interesting is that I did not audition for this show. Okay. So Monique, who I've known, you know, we knew each other for quite some time. Yeah. And so she actually was reaching out to various couples to see if they were interested. Yeah. My ex-husband and I at the time both knew them in separate worlds. Got it. So they reached out and said, hey, would you guys be interested? Yeah. And I was like, you know, we'll see. So we did an initial casting tape. Yeah. And literally, because of all the BS that was discovered shortly thereafter, I called her and said, hey, pull us out. You know, we're going to pass on the opportunity. We got some things going on. I'll catch you up at a later time. Because I was still sorting through it myself. Fast forward, this was like 
2021, mm-hmm. I didn't think anything else of it. Yeah. December of 2021, they announced that the show was moving forward. Okay. So I literally called her and congratulated her. Hey, yeah. I'll be watching the show, rooting for you guys. May, not May, January of 2022 rolls around. So that's the new year. Yeah. Melody from Love and Marriage Huntsville was supposed to do their pilot. Okay. And she was going to be the speaker. She yeah. got sick. Yeah. And Monique couldn't cancel. Wow. So she called me. She says, listen, I know you're a motivational speaker. You're the only one I know that can jump, jump in right quick and yeah. you live close to the venue. Yeah. She was like, can you do it? It's yeah. being filmed, by the way. Yeah. I said, no worries. I got you. Yeah. So literally, I showed up to do that one scene. I yeah. was supposed to do a one and done. Wow. And the executive producer and one of the execs for the production company were on set that night. Yeah. And they liked what they saw. And they pulled me to the side and said, hey, can you film again in a few days? Oh, man. Have you told the story before? Once with Carlos because he backed it up. He said she's at that is absolutely how it went down. I I like exclusive. Yes. I'm sorry. It wasn't. Carlos got the exclusive. It's one time. Yes. That you told the story. I only told the story once. Okay. We, uh, yeah, I I can live with that. Yeah. (laughs) So, so no one knew that Melody Holt was supposed to be there. Yeah. So I was Melody's replacement for yeah. her sickness. Thank yeah. God she got sick because we would not be here. <laughs> you said thank God you got sick. Thank God. That sickness came right on time. She's well, so we can right. say thank God. She's well. I was going to say she's yes. well now. She's doing good. It right. all worked out right. for everybody's good. So I up. think, um, yeah, so it's been different for me. I didn't plan to be here, but yeah. I think I've done the best at maximizing the opportunity of yeah. being on the show. Speaking of ex-husbands, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and books. Yes. Divorced in the city. Um, Woo! You know. <laughs> Talk about it. Hey, wait a minute. I saw, when you got in the studio, you said, I'm free. I'm emancipated. And then I said, wait a minute. Romancipation, romance, and emancipation. I get it. And then, and then you signed my papers. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk about that journey and that yes. experience for you. Because I thought it was interesting. I was watching the episode where he um, he actually came in. Um, and then, and you know, you were, you, and quick and Ashley stood up and there you were like, you lying and everything that you didn't embezzle money from your company, all of that stuff. Yes. Let, let's talk about what that journey has been for you, yes. um, being married and being divorced and, you know, perhaps, you know, in your own words, you know, I'm not sure if this is something that you share very often, um, as far as lessons that you've learned from that experience, you know, um, even moving forward for you. Yes. So that would have been a second time for me. Mm. So I tell people all the time, no one gets married with the intention of getting divorced. Yeah. And so when you say I do, you think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and so being a year into that situation, realizing that this was not going to go yeah. where I thought it was going to go. Mm. Um, also, having been through divorce before. I understand what is and isn't going to work. I also know how to fight for a marriage. I was married to my children's father for 15 years. Mm. So I know what it is to stay if it's worth it to fight for it. This was not worth the fight. And I knew that. So Mm. I knew as soon as I found out the information, it was time to make a move. It was just how I was going to go about that, what that looked like. It was very chaotic because there were so many people that were impacted by the situation. So I was really navigating people that were devastated by the reality of, you know, this not being something viable. I was at the height of my masterclass teaching and my coaching. And so I had a whole group of women who were inspired and impacted by this union that were now having to be kind of blindsided by the fact that this wasn't going to go the distance it was hard therapy like I don't think people talk about how 
as strong women, we don't often get a pass mm. for taking a break or taking a hiatus when yeah. things are just too much. Yeah. And it was a lot. Yeah. I was juggling a lot. Yeah. And so for me, I knew I needed to take a pause. Yeah. Um, I call it a holy pause. Yeah. Um, some pauses are holy and necessary. And so yeah. I needed to honor myself yeah. and my, my healing journey. So yeah. I, listen, Hired a therapist, was seeing her every single week, sometimes twice a week. And that just gave me the space to really be a woman. I think sometimes we we show up as women too hard. Mm. And we kind of overshadow our naturally soft side for Mm. the sake of trying to keep things together. I still had to take care of my four kids. I still had to show up to work. I still had to show up on camera. And so I believe there's a scene where I do get very vulnerable and you see me kind of like, it's been a lot, Mo. Like I'm telling Monique, like, yeah. listen, I don't think y'all get it. In the midst of arguing with y'all, I've yeah. also been navigating real life, yeah. and it's been very difficult. So that was a very real depiction of what I was going through behind closed doors. Yeah. But being willing to sit down and do the work, yeah. it enabled me to come out on the other side, yeah. like, whole. So the lightness that I feel like people see are because I really did the work. And so now I feel like I'm coasting, but the lessons I've learned is because I I was raised very church. And so I tell people all the time, listen, we are taught that if they ain't marrying you in six months, then they don't want you for real. You know, six months or less. I am serious. There's a whole culture that teaches and preaches this narrative. I mean, six months though. Quicker than Domino's pizza. That's literally how people feel. (laughs) 30 30 minutes or less (laughs) he ain't got a ring on it move on to the next one oh man it's crazy and so this experience actually caused me to really reflect and reassess my own belief system yeah and i had to divorce a lot of the narratives and beliefs that i had held true for so long Mm. and that i was actually teaching other women so it actually gave me a new purpose because now I'm on a mission to unteach and help women unlearn some of the very principles that I taught yeah now that have been filtered through real life experience and I realized was not the best knowledge to have to make the best decision about selecting this person in the first place yeah so it's taught me to slow down okay. I'm very intentional I do enjoy dating but I don't feel the rush anymore not even at my age yeah. I don't yeah. I feel like the person will come at the right time Mm. and love was never meant to be rushed in the first place. Mm. And if it's meant to be, time won't make a difference. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. That was good. That was good. So this is what I do. I've been in motivational speaking and coaching for years. Wow. That's actually like what I love. I love to teach. Yeah. Um, I'm not a teacher. I would not want to be a teacher. God bless them. My yeah. youngest sister is a teacher. Yeah. Uh, but I love to teach women how to be their best selves. Oh man. Speaking of, speaking of six months, right. As yes. far as like, how long do you think is reasonable? You know what I mean? Giving everything that you've been through, how long do you think before a dude should pop the question? How long do you think dating, how long do you be, you know what I'm saying? So I honestly believe that this, there is no time limit okay. because it's really case specific. Yeah. I think if you're younger, it's going to take longer. Yeah. If you're older, it may not take as long. Yeah. I'm pretty sure and clear and, you know, I'm sure of what I, what I want and who yeah. I am yeah. and where I want to go and whether or not a person is going to be an asset or a liability. Yeah. 
I have a 90-day discovery phase. Mm. I don't go in disclosing that information because okay. you might get offloaded before that 90 days is okay. up. Okay. Um, but within 90 days, I feel like it is a good enough gauge for me to determine whether or not there is a future there for me to try to discover whether or not, you know, we want to be exclusive, whether yeah. or not we want to go to the next step. Yeah. I have no time limit. Ideally, I feel like we should know within a year. Okay. Whether or not we want to be engaged and pursue marriage. Okay. But so, if it takes longer, it's okay. So within those 90 days, what is simply winter looking for? Red flags. Okay. Um, purple flags. Wait a minute. Unicorn flags. Wait, hold on, what are purple flags? I need to know because I think we put so much emphasis on red flags. Mm -hmm. But I tell people all the time, it's those little foxes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. those little fox foxes. It's yeah. not always the things that are glaring. Yeah. Red is a very bold color. Yeah. You don't always see periwinkle. But a flag is a flag. Hey. And I need to determine whether or not I can live with your little flags yeah. and your red flags. Yeah. And so I look for everything. Okay. I need to know that, you know, I can live with your quirks. Okay. I can live with your trauma. Okay. I can live with the trauma you haven't healed because mm -hmm. the reality is that we are not complete until we are no longer breathing. Mm. We are always a work in progress. Yeah. I, I don't believe in the concept of finished. Mm. Okay. I believe in the concept of improvement, improvement. evolution. Okay. okay. Are you, are you choosing to grow? Okay. Because you can actually choose to not grow and you can choose to be stagnant. Yeah. You can choose to be comfortable with your pain and your trauma. Yeah. I need to be okay with whatever parts of you you're comfortable with. Yeah. And I believe those things begin to kind of reveal themselves. People wear masks for a really, really long time. Yeah, yeah. And so I believe over the 90 days, I'm starting to see your little quirks. You're starting yeah. to get more comfortable with me. So I know what is and isn't kind of your core belief system. Yeah. And you have to pay attention. So I take a lot of things off the table. Mm. I don't typically sleep with the man okay. within 90 days okay. um, or at all. Um, oh, wow. I've gone that route as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, actually, the marriage that only lasted a year, we were abstinent the entire time oh, wow. we didn't kiss until we got engaged that's crazy um now i will be honest and say i overlooked a periwinkle flag yeah uh because they were they were there yeah but because it wasn't so blatant yeah. i felt like oh you know this is not yeah. so bad yeah but i've learned that you really got to pay attention to those so yeah i try to take those things off the table so i'm sober mm-hmm we talk about being sober, you yeah. gave up uh, yeah, your, did, you, know you gave I mean? up libation. About, about a month now, roughly. Yeah. For a month. Yeah. If you actually pay attention to when you drink and when you don't drink, yeah. you are, you have a more, um, there's more clarity of mind. Yeah. That's why we preach soberness, right? Yeah. That's why we preach be sober when you drive, yeah. be sober when you make decisions. Yeah. Well, be sober when you date. Yes. And I tell people to date deep. Ooh, date deep. Date deep. What do I mean? Deep dive. Yeah. Ask those questions that matter okay. early enough okay. so that you're not wasting your time. Okay. I think a lot of people get frustrated and bitter over dating because they feel like they wasted a lot of time. Yeah. Well, if you dated deeper sooner, yeah. you would waste a lot less time. Okay. And so I'm not going to ask questions that matter to me down the road. Yeah, I'm going to ask them now okay. because I don't need to waste your time. If yeah. I already know up front you don't want to have any more kids and I desire them, right. then we just need to be friends. Yeah, so, so like... What what's, what does your ideal man, if if you have that, what does it look like for somebody watching? Like, what are you looking for? See, right I now? tread lightly because okay. I have discussed this before. I used to be, I used to moonlight as a relationship expert in my former days. Yeah. Um, and I said, you got to be careful about sharing your sharing wants your and wants desires yeah, because yeah. I said, if I say I want a, you know, tall, dark, and handsome man, yeah. right? 
a man might show up in stilts. Yeah. And got long pants on. I don't know. <laughs> but within those 90 days, you're going to figure the, out. I'm going to figure you out whether or not yeah. it's a peg down there <laughs> if it's really your leg. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. But I, I try to tread lightly. But what I will say, I'll get some core things. Yeah. I need a, a man that is accountable. Okay, accountability. Not just to himself, mm-hmm. but to a core of men that he absolutely respects. Yeah. And that can call him out on his BS. Okay. It is not enough for a man to be just accountable to himself. Yeah. Uh, because that shows willingness to learn, yeah. to evolve, and to also yield to maybe, cor- I say, constructive criticism that I may have to offer. Yeah. But a man's willingness to be quote unquote submissive to another man says yeah. a lot about his ability to lead me. Mm. And so accountability is huge. Yeah. Um, responsibility. Mm. Are you willing to be responsible? Yeah. Not just for me, but for yourself and mm. for the things that you are called to lead and, and have charge over. Okay. Um, communication. Yeah. I am not going to perform oral surgery on your thoughts mm. and, and your words and yeah. the things that you feel very deeply about. Okay. And so you have to be able to communicate. So good communicator is huge. And I have to be able to have a humorous person. Okay. I'm a funny person. Yeah. yeah At least yeah. I think I'm funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I crack great jokes. <laughs> I crack great jokes. I need you to laugh. And it needs to be organic. I need to say some stuff that, I mean, don't nobody else get but me and you, but we are crying laughing. I love to have a good time. I am very youthful by nature. A lot of that comes from my humor. Yes. And so I find the humor in anything. Yeah. I cannot be laughing and you sitting here with a straight face. (laughs) I've had men tell me I play too much. And maybe I do. But I like to have a good time. <laughs> Maybe I do. But that's a good thing. You play too, but that's a good thing. But it's fun, but right? It's fun. Yeah. So I think it keeps me young. So okay. that those are four core things I can say. Accountability, responsibility, communication, and, and humor. Yeah, okay. That's what's up. Oh, now. and you cannot be dumb as a box of rocks. So <laughs> intelligence matters. Okay. okay. I ain't be able to do it. Right, right. You the said, math need the math. The math, the math needs a map. Now, you said something so key about deep dive or deep date yes. actually and asking questions. And I wonder like, you know, to people who are dating right now, young women who are dating, whatever, yes. you know what I'm saying? What would you, cause I, I, somebody said, you know, don't ask questions like what's your favorite color? What type of music you like? What, what type of questions? Maybe give us like three, maybe, or, you know, two, whatever that like category of questions or give us an idea of what type of questions to ask, to, to get to know somebody on a deeper level. Would you date you? Mm. And why? Okay. I think that is the biggest mistake we make as people in, in general. Yeah. We don't know ourselves well, well enough okay. to, sh- to really communicate to another person how we can be an asset to them. Yeah. And so would you date you? Yeah. Why or why not? And it's yeah. funny. This came up at my romancipation. Yeah. Um, one of my friends who's a sex therapist. Yeah. Um, she actually posed that as well. Like, yeah. would, you, would you date yourself? Yeah. Do you know your flaws? Mm. I asked somebody this recently. Okay. I ain't going to call them out. <laughs> That's not what we're not going to do we that. We're going to call them out. We're not going to do that. But I <laughs> asked him, yeah. what are your strengths and weaknesses? Yeah. He said, I ain't got no weaknesses. <laughs> was that a red flag or a purple flag? That, was, that was all the flags. <laughs> okay. Okay. You don't have any weaknesses. Yeah. We are humans. We are naturally flawed. Every last one of us has them. I like to speak to my strengths. (laughs) I said, okay. 
say less. <laughs> say less. Oh, you just told me by saying, I don't have any weaknesses that yeah. you have no accountability. Yeah. You are not self-aware. Yeah. And you don't have a willingness to grow. Yeah. Say less. Mm. I cannot evolve and grow with a person who thinks that they have no weaknesses. Yeah. Because I believe a part of dating, I say this often too, dating is much like hiring for a job that mm. you have open. Yeah. The smartest leader or CEO who hires or the smartest HR manager yeah. understands how to staff their weaknesses. Yeah. So as a person who's dating, I'm looking for someone that staffs my weaknesses. Yeah. We need to be able to balance each other out. I need yeah. to find someone that's strong where I'm weak. Yeah. And if I don't know what my weaknesses are, yeah. then how can I tell you how you're going to be of assistance to me? Yeah. So I just think that's something that we don't always consider. Yeah. But yeah, would you date you? Mm-hmm. And why? That's yeah. a great question to ask. Yeah. And honestly, where do you see yourself mm. in five to ten years? Okay. Uh, because I believe we also make the grave mistake of dating for our now. We don't date for our next. Mm. And I need to make sure that the person I choose now is suitable for where I'm going next. Yeah. Amen. I believe a lot of men make this mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You see a lot of men who unfortunately cheat on their day ones. Yeah. I don't believe it's because they necessarily want to. Mm. I believe it's because when they get to their next, they encounter a woman that's more suitable for their next. Wow. wow. And so a lot of men are unfortunately married to a person that no longer suits them because they only chose where they were looking at. And so I I try to teach both men and women to really see beyond where they see. You got to have depth perception. I love football. Fun fact about winter. And so my sons play football. Their dad played in the NFL. So I I don't love it because of that. I really love the sport. And so when we talk about calling plays, some of the best quarterbacks are the ones that have depth perception. They can really see the field. They can see the play before the play is made. Do you have depth perception when you're dating? Can you see down the road? So where do you see yourself? I tell women to ask men. Ask him where he sees yourself. And if you were to, what, for whatever reason, marry him and become his wife, where, do he see, where does he see your relationship going? Yeah. How would he lead your relationship into yeah. the next phase of life? Yeah. Does he have a plan? Is he a man with a plan? Yeah. Now, I don't believe in man, men who have plans that have a lot of talk. See, there's yeah. a lot of men that have vision, but all they do is lip service. Talk, yeah. What's the plan? Yeah. Can you execute the plan if I don't come into play? Wow. Wow. These are the things we don't consider that yeah, matter and that so good. really yeah. are the demise of a lot of marriages. I've been married before, so I can tell you. Yeah. Like yeah. marriage is hard. You know, it's crazy because somebody, do you think that we, do? is it possible to grow apart? Is that, a, is, people say that, I'm, how, do you, how do you grow apart? Like, is that something? Is that- you can definitely grow apart if you are not intentional about growing together. Okay. It is also possible to grow apart. When you married someone you weren't in alignment with anyway. Mm. Flowers grow in the direction of the sun. Mm. If the sun moves to the east or to the west, the sun naturally, the flowers naturally point to that direction. Yeah. Because flowers are in alignment with, with, with their light source. Yeah. Are you in alignment with, is your partner your light source? Are yeah. you in alignment? Are you naturally growing in the direction that they're, that they're going? Yeah. And a lot of times if we dug deeper early enough, we will find that we pick the wrong people because yeah. they're not 
they're not ever going to grow in the direction because their paths are different. And I don't believe that you can you can really force paths. Yeah. I believe that we're all on a journey and we're not always going to be on the same journey. But you got to be able to go in the same direction. Hmm. And we don't ask those questions yeah. um, soon enough. So, you know, you speak of you spoke of being married for 15 years. Yes. I've always wondered, like, how do you get married for so long? Yeah. But it's still because, you know, I was talking to a lady not too long ago. I said, well, like, she said she was married for about 10 years. I said, well, wait a minute. How you was married 10 years and she said it, you know i knew at some point in time but it's like so it's almost like there's that stage where you know but between knowing and actually leaving mm. could take forever for some True. women you know what i mean and i've always wondered how do, how do you get married for 15 years and, and it still didn't so work my out? Great question. My situation is very specific. So we married very young. We got married at 19. We Ooh. were kids. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Young, dumb, and in love. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, we had our first child at 20. Mm. So life was lifing. He was still in school playing football. I was a stay-at-home mom taking care of the kids. And then we transitioned into the NFL. I don't believe we were very well prepared for the new life we were walking into. There's yeah. a lot of temptation. There's a lot of access yeah. and we're still kids. You, yeah. you know, we're still kids ourselves raising kids at that. Yeah. So there was just a lot that was going on. So we divorced because of infidelity. And I told you all the tell people all the time for me personally, I left eight years later than I should have because yeah. at the time I made the conscious decision to stay because we had four children yeah. and I wanted to keep my family together, but yeah. it was on, you know, the understanding that it was a one time you know, affair, it yeah. would never happen again. And I believe that. And I was willing to work through that. We were in couples therapy, family therapy, like all the things to really support the, the family structure to yeah. stay intact. But the cheating never stopped. Yeah. And so for me, it was just like, either I can stay here yeah. and keep up this facade yeah. of unhappiness because I was absolutely miserable. Yeah. I wasn't happy. Yeah. It was impacting my health. And for me, it became a life or death decision. Yeah. I got critically ill mm. about six months before I made the decision to walk away. Yeah. I was in the hospital for two weeks yeah. on my deathbed, yeah. making arrangements. I didn't know whether or not I would walk out that hospital. Yeah. My mom had pretty much moved in full time to help my ex-husband with the kids. Yeah. Like, It was a really bad situation. Yeah. And I understood at that moment that I had to choose me. Mm. It wasn't about choosing being a mom. It wasn't about choosing being a wife. It wasn't about choosing the lifestyle I was accustomed to. Cause let's be clear. I was very comfortable. Yeah. It was about choosing me. Yeah. And I made a decision that if I made it out of that hospital alive, that was a promise I made to God. If you get me out of here, not only will I walk the process of forgiveness because that was critical to me being able to move forward in a healthy way yeah. that I would walk the process of choosing me. Mm. And if that meant I had to crawl before I could walk and walk before I could run, yeah. that's what it was going to be. Yeah. And wow. that's what I did. Wow. And I'm better for it. That's like amazing. my life is incredible now. Yeah. I don't regret a thing. Man, you know, um, I listen to you talking. It's just like so many things keep popping in my head. Like, you know what I mean? Another thing you talked about was, you kind of alluded to this, a strong black woman. Yes. Slash, I would also add this into the independent woman. Yes. Now, is, is that, you know, it used to be the strong black woman was a, somewhat of a positive term to use. Yes. 
where do you think we're at right now with that term? It, should we, is that something to, you know, the pros and the cons of, of the strong black, how should we approach that? You know what I mean? I believe there's a strength we will always possess as black women. Okay. I don't subscribe to the independent woman concept. Why is that? Okay. okay. Because it has literally created a generation of women who are mentally ill. Hmm. We are suffering in our mental health because of the strong black independent woman mindset. Yeah. We are struggling. There is an unprecedented amount of women who are dealing with depression. Yeah. Anxiety. Not just regular anxiety, performance anxiety. Yeah. Because we have to show up in rooms to prove that not only are we better than our male counterparts as yeah. women, we have to show up better than our non-black counterparts yeah. we are you know and for lack of better words trying to doubly prove yeah. that we are good enough yeah and that has impacted our mental health in a way that we deal with anxiety at unprecedented weights yeah. depression um it's just crazy yeah. and I believe that that narrative, and, and we adopted adopted that belief system because, listen, we were, I'm a single lady, yeah, I'm yeah, strong, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a survivor, yeah. and that's great. We yeah. are, but we're still women. Mm. And women were not created to be as hard as men. That's reality. That's not saying that we're not competent and capable, yeah. Yeah. but that's just not how we were created. Yeah. And so we are seeing the impact of that mentality now. Yeah. And so this is where you see the conversation of mental health be so prevalent because we realize we have created an epidemic yeah. of mentally ill yeah. black women yeah. who are tired mm -hmm. of carrying the weight of the world on our shoulder. Yeah. I believe that we were created to be interdependent. Yeah. Where if we need to be independent, if we have to, we will handle it. Yeah. But we have the capacity to welcome help. Okay, so how do how do we fix that? Because hearing you talk, I hear two things, right? Yes. There is what's the problem that society has created? Yes. It's always been there. There's also the other side of it, which is what women have created. So how do Absolutely. we begin the process of fixing that? I believe we've begun the process. Okay. The conversation of mental health being so prevalent, that's the conversation starter. Yeah. Now it's going to take a collective effort amongst women like myself who yeah. have a platform and have yeah. a voice and have an audience yeah. to continue to reiterate the message that it is okay to not be okay. Yeah. It is okay to have help. Yeah. It is okay to be interdependent. Yeah. It is okay to want love. It is okay yeah. to want the companion of a man. Yeah. It's okay to want the companion of a partner, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. I believe that just making that a prevalent conversation and having the representation that we need to model that because we need the examples right yeah. of what that looks like I pray that I model that yeah. I like to reference I grew up in church my parents were pastors and we talk often about the Proverbs 31 woman yeah and I said you know we we tout this like it's a badge of honor to be yeah. a Proverbs 31 woman and she had all these businesses and yeah. she was an asset to her husband and she was this that and the third can we also point out the fact that that woman had maid servants? Mm. I she, to, I need to go read that again. She had help. Yeah. And so I believe we've left out the context of being okay with having help. 
Yeah. Hire that virtual assistant girl. Yeah. Hire. I got a lot of people on my team yeah. that do a lot of different things. Yeah. Winter is able to be her best because of that team. Mm. And I welcome those volunteers and those and those help. Yeah. Or that help because it's helped me be better. Yeah. So just being able to be a representation and an example of what it looks like to be a healthy black woman who is who is conscious, aware, who loves her community, who yeah. wants to be um, impactful in her community and uplift and inspire other women and men, but also being okay with taking a vacation yeah. and saying I need help and yeah. saying that I cannot be all things to all people and being yeah. okay with saying, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, that's not in my you know wheelhouse. Yeah. I, I can turn some things down. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the way that we change the narrative. Amen. And I think um, we've begun to hear conversations about the soft life. The soft life, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. What does it look like? Um, I don't know that I necessarily or naturally agree with the whole soft life concept oh, yeah. okay. because I think it also preaches a level of laziness. Mm. And I believe to be a woman of excellence and a woman of impact, you have to have some level of work ethic. Okay. I mean, it requires you to show up so yeah. you can't be lazy. Yeah. Uh, but being soft, embracing that femininity, because God knows I love being yeah. a woman, which is why yeah. I wore a skirt. Today. Yeah, you look great. Uh, <laughs> you look great. I, I we were just saying we love the color. Everybody was saying off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. That is me. I'm a Southern belle to my core. Yeah. But I love being a woman yeah. and I embrace my femininity. So I believe that the soft mu movement is giving women permission to just go back to their roots of yeah. being a woman and being okay with what that looks like yeah. and not feeling like we have to tone that softness down yeah. to be a boss. Yeah. We can incorporate it all. Yeah. And um, I consider myself a soft boss. Yeah. I, I will absolutely show up and handle my business. I'm a businesswoman. Yeah. Um, but I like being soft, and I believe my my femininity works for me, not against me. Amen. You know, you said something. Um, you talked about being abstinent in, in your second situation, Agreed. second marriage. You think in today's world that uh, that is it's possible to before marriage and, and, and be abstinent is that very possible okay because I've done it before. Yeah, um, and I've I've practiced it for a number of years. Do you think it's easier for women than it is for? Depends on the woman. Okay. Um, because I coach a lot of women, um, and especially coming out of the relationship space, I know that, unfortunately, depending on a woman's past, whether yeah. or not there's trauma, there's sexual trauma, there's yeah. sexual experience, um, hypersexualization is yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Those women are going to be more open to having more fluid sexual experiences. Therefore their need for sex is going to be higher. Yeah. Whereas for me, I was raised very sheltered and I was raised to reserve that space for yeah. a certain relationship and yeah. the covenant of marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, I can go very long periods without yeah. having sex. It's yeah. not as hard for me yeah. to say, Hey, I can take that off the table and be yeah. good. Um, Am I like that all the time? No, because yeah. I'm also very cognizant of being a 40-plus-year-old woman. Yeah. And we do, do understand that as we get older in age that our sex drive goes up. Funny yeah. little funny little thing that oh, yeah, nature I, plays on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I... I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I oh, yeah. Learned, I just learned something new. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so a man's sex drive is high when he's younger. Okay. A woman's sex drive kicks in when she hits 40. Man. Did you know that? Did you know that? Okay, see... See, learn something new. Education. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes, yeah. that's a true story. So yeah. we kind of hit and miss each other oh, wow. when it comes to sex drives. Yeah. So this is where you find a lot of women dating younger around yeah. my age yeah. because they're getting the men that meet their sex drives. Yeah. And so I find now having to like be like, I gotta, <laughs> gotta think things, think things yeah. through these days because yeah. I, your girl is out here yeah. single and ready right, to mingle. Right, right, right. But. <laughs> 
that's more so standard and practice yeah. and self-control. And, and I am not an advocate for just being so free with my sexuality because I'm a person that totally believes in that bond and connection, not just being for anyone. Yeah. Um, no judgment. Cause I, yeah. I definitely meet women who view very differently than yeah. I do, but I do feel like it's preserved, um, how I show up. Mm. I do. I do feel like I've seen the benefits of being absent. I, I so. was about to say that because yeah. I was going to say, talk about in, in your opinion and you know, from experience, like some of the benefits, yes. you know what I mean? Cause I think for me, one, one thing for sure is that Especially for men, because we're very visual. Uh-huh. Like, if I'm able to say, okay, if, when you take away the pretty face and the nice body, yes. personally, it helps me ask myself this question, what else does she got going on? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, in your opinion, what would you say are some of the benefits of... Um, A man absolutely being able to see my substance. Okay. And so, I'm able to lead with the things that I do have to offer when I'm not offering my body. Yeah. And... For men who are very visual, it's not hard to get caught up in beauty, but beauty is very prevalent. Yeah. I tell women all the time, you are not setting yourself apart yeah. to be a 10. Ooh. Ooh. There's a thousand and one tens. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. What do you have to offer beyond that pretty package? Hey. Yes, sir. I had to do that. I had to do that. Wow. So if I don't lead with the things that are very prevalent, I naturally create a curiosity in a man to learn more. Men are natural chasers and pursuers. And so if I realize that she's not leading with her body, but I'm still intrigued enough to stay around. That's good. Then I'm creating a pursuit that may not naturally be there if I led with what I had to offer between my legs. And so I just find that it works for me to kind of weed out a man's natural intentions. Let's just be clear. (laughs) Because people are just like, I want a man that, you know, wants me for my mind. Sis, he don't see your mind first. So if you show up looking like a dust mop and he's turned off, that's your fault. Shame on you. Hey. Yeah. A man at the core of who he is is still a man. Yes. And they see with their eyes. Yeah. So you got to be able to speak to those things. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying negate that because you're yeah. abstinent. And I have to teach that in my, my you know, purity classes. Yeah. Like, fam, your hoop skirt ain't winning him over, sis. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And if he's acting like, oh, that's all he wants, you know, is a, you know, crystal clean. Like, Men are still men. He still wants his sexuality appealed to at some point. So you still got to be able to represent and show up in those spaces. But I just don't recommend leading with it because, again, those men who just want what's between your legs are a dime a dozen as well. You're looking for a man that wants substance. So I teach women to lead with substance, and I try to be an example of that, of leading with substance. There are very few men on this planet that can say that they have been with this. Oh, man, that's... It is a privilege. And that's a, and let me tell you something. That's a great transition point because I, we, we're going to talk about the music. Let's talk about We're going to talk about this, this, this single that, yes. that's out. Yes. Ghetto Barbie. Gutter. My, man, my bad. Gutter. We were talking about offline. Yeah. Gutter. Gutter. Gutter Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. Would you like a definition? Yeah. Because, you know, what was interesting to me, we were talking about the flip. Because yes. on the show... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the term that you use mm-hmm. to describe. Uh-huh. You call Ashley and Arena. You call them gutter, gutter Barbies. Barbies. I did, and but somehow we flipped that into mm-hmm. a positive. 
Well, the let's talk about that. Yeah, the original definition was pretty women who aim low. Ah, okay. 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 And then we made amends. Yes. I was in a more positive space. Yeah. And I'm like, this has a ring to it. Yeah. How can we make this positive? And yeah. so when I went into in the studio with Black, I said, listen, I got this concept. Yeah. I think we can flip Gutter Barbies. Yeah. And make this a positive song. What yeah. you got for me? Yeah. I said, I am in a space where I'm single, ready to mingle. Yeah. I am authentically owning my womanhood. Yeah. I've kind of come out of my shell because I was yeah. very, very conservative and really very... Um, Kind of sheltered as an adult. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I was free. I yeah. really, really wasn't. Yeah. And I am in a very free place. Not yeah. free to just wild out, but really just free to be me. Yeah. And whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so I said, this is where I am. I want this song to reflect that. Yeah. And so essentially, I call Gutter Barbies my retake on being a lady in the street and a yeah. freak in the sheets. Yeah. And what does that look like when I'm out in the club having yeah. a good time? I see somebody I like. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, yeah. I can be your bar. Barbie if you want me hey. to, but I can also be a little gutter if you need me to yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I can be whatever you need me to be. Yeah, we, 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 we on this we dance got, we got, Is that all right if we if we um if run, we play run a, little, a little something something? Um, we got something right here. You know, we is it queued up? I think it's queued up. Let's go ahead and see what this is. Yeah, because I I was bopping it in the car early on. You know what I'm it's saying? It's a bop. Yeah, there we go. Hey, we'll go ahead and turn that up a little bit. Hey. Hey. hey, tell the hey. DJ that we're here. I brought my girls, we came to party. Where's the throne? Please let me there. Until the music makes my body go up, up, up. Ooh, I can't control it. Even if I could, I wouldn't want to. Hey, hold on, hold on. We- we're going to stop that right there because um, I don't want you two <laughs> coming for us. But I got here's something. Y'all going to have to go listen to that. Listen to the whole song. All right. Yes. Uh, but but here's something that I thought was interesting, you know, and I, I had a because when I listen to songs, I pay attention to lyrics. Yes. All right. Here's one that stood out for me. We're going to talk about it right quick. It says, I hope you notice. Notice me, notice you. So let me make it obvious, because I don't want him missing what I'm giving, because it got to be gave, and I don't want to behave. Now, let me, let me, we're going we to dive into Watch that a little bit. Watch out there now. It's because, so I, I'm picturing this at the club, just like you said. Say you less. see a dude that you like. You see, you like what you see. I like what I see. You, you telling me that you're going to walk up and say, what's up? Yes. Okay. Because Are you okay? Because it's women that say, you know, the dude always got to step up to me. That the women that said the, the, the lady should never. You don't feel that way. Okay. <laughs> I have had this conversation so many times. Yeah. I don't think women understand how much pressure yeah. men are often under yeah. to approach a woman. Yeah. They really are into. Yeah. And I think we have made it way too hard. Yeah. If you are mutually in- interested, you are not pursuing him to yeah. show interest. Yeah. That's not a pursuit. Yeah. I'm just letting you know I'm interested back. Yeah. And sometimes men, because of the Me Too movement, yeah. we got to tread lightly. Yeah. It is helpful for you to kind of lead and yeah. give him the cue so yeah. he know it's okay to pursue. Yeah. And so I am of the, you know, hey, if I notice you noticing me, 
and I'm noticing you back, let yeah. me help you out. Let me help you out. <laughs> yeah, let me let me go ahead and make it do I what like it do. That. I like that. Yes, I and I honestly in my position now from being on TV, you know, people there are people who view me as a celebrity. Yeah. So for that that's that can be a little bit intimidating yeah. and I understand that. So it's very helpful in those situations, especially if I'm feeling a guy back to kind yeah. of, you know, flirt back yeah. and make it known that I'm okay with him like, you know, shooting his shot because yeah. otherwise most men they really won't. They yeah. they are a little bit nervous and they don't know what I'm or how I may respond. Yeah. So yeah. I try to aid in that. Yeah. I'm working on my flirting skills. Okay. I'm a natural flirt, but not an intentional flirt. Ooh. Okay. Oh, you're oh wow. Okay. So what what's the difference? Okay, a natural flirt is a person who flirts and they don't even know they flirt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I think it's or, the Southern Bell in me. Say, say, is that really flirting? Because we were having this conversation. I said, you know what I'm saying? Like me personally, I'm a people person. Me too. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'm just being licious. I'm not flirting per se. So maybe that. That's the problem. You know what I mean? That's the problem. Right. Then you're like me. <laughs> And, and because of that natural friendliness, yeah. and I naturally, I'm a lady. Yeah, yeah. So I'm batting my eyes, I'm kicking, yeah. I'm, I'm giggling. Yeah. And men like, okay. <laughs> I mean, God, shoot my shot then. Yeah. I, don't, I, I wasn't trying to flirt. Yeah. I don't like you like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I find myself having to, on the back end, yeah. be like, I just, I was just being nice. Right, like, right, right, I wasn't. Right. So I, that's why I say I'm a natural flirt, yeah. not an intentional not flirt. Intention is you. You got something in mind. You know that what I mean? part okay. where I really am feeling someone. Yeah. I don't really be knowing what to do all the time. Yeah. Like, how do I? Yeah. So I find myself having to coach myself through yeah. it. I'm getting better. I feel like yeah. I'm improving. Okay. But a lot of that just has to come with being forward and communicating like, hey, I'm feeling you. Yeah. I had that situation happen to me recently. Oh, wow. I met a guy. Yeah. And we met in a very platonic situation. Yeah. He liked me off the bat. I okay. thought he was attractive, but... Things were a little complicated. So I didn't naturally just flirt. I didn't. I didn't do it at all. All these months later, I had to basically communicate like, hey, I was actually interested and am interested. I just didn't really know how to, yeah. you know, have that conversation. Yeah. He was like, oh, well, why didn't you why say something? <laughs> and I was like, I sort of kind of did. Right. But I don't think you got it. Right, you no, know, right. it wasn't. It wasn't very intentional. Yeah. So, so let me make it obvious. Let me make it Just obvious. As the song says. Exactly. Let me take my. <laughs> let me take my own lyrics to heart. Yes, ma'am. Right. Because I don't want you missing yeah. what I'm giving. Because I'm talk, trying to give it. You know, talk about talk about because you know sign my papers. You know, yeah. I, I love that joint too. You know what I mean? And and obviously, I think. I don't want to assume that everybody knows the inspiration behind that. Do you think that's common knowledge? No. Okay, let's talk about that. No, it's probably not common knowledge. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, if you watch (laughs) episode nine of of season one of Love and Marriage DC. On OWN, by the way. Yes, on OWN TV. Shout out to OWN, my own family. Um, If you watch that episode, you will see me confront my soon-to-be ex-husband at that time for the first time. I don't think the audience realizes that this is the first time I have laid eyes on this man in about... Almost a year. Yeah. I literally have had no communication, like yeah. face-to-face interaction. Yeah. And so this was like a monumental thing. Yeah. First time we've ever seen each other on the show. First time I've seen him in, in about a year. Yeah. And I am livid. Yeah. I am livid. I don't want to see him. I am annoyed by his presence. But listen, if we going to hash it out, we going to hash it out. And people don't realize at this point he is withholding signing my request for a divorce. Yeah. 
So since you in the building, why don't you sign my why papers? Don't you go ahead and sign it. Well, he brought the papers with him. That's what blew me, which is what <laughs> prompted me singing. So I see the paper. Ashley, shout out to Ashley. Yeah. Is standing right beside me. So it's Monique and I sitting down. Monique, Ashley standing up, and it's me. Yeah. We look on the floor. There's a pile of paperwork. So on my, I'm using my foot to like, you know. Yeah. Go through the papers. Yeah. And I see our paperwork that he need to sign is on the floor. Yeah. So I'm like, well, since we here, anybody got a pen in the place? Yeah. Let's go ahead and get these papers signed. <laughs> so I just start humming. Yeah. I felt that song in my spirit. It yeah. just felt like an old, you know, a hymn just yeah. hit my soul. People yeah. don't know that was made up on the fly. Oh, wow. And... Sign my papers was that's born, dope. but you that's know I dope. was raised in a church, so quite naturally that's the that's the melody that it came that. out yeah, with. I hear that, and yeah, I just started singing. Man, listen, you you know I I saw you perform at the um the Wizards game. Yes, you know what I mean. Were you, you there? Said, you sang the night. No, I saw I saw it online. Okay, I, I was like, were you there? The I game? saw my girl um, Brittany was in the back though. Yeah, yeah, me and Brittany go way back. Nice. Um, she was producing the show. Of at Radio One um, on Kiss, but um, man, it was and you sang that thing a cappella though. Only way to do it, you gotta have some major pipes to be able to do that. You know what I mean? That's not you. You don't just do that. So I say that to say kudos to you. You gotta give props where it's due. Thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, well, how, how does how does one get that call? Well, <laughs> Britt okay. actually was the plug for okay. me doing that particular segment yeah. and reached out to my publicist and yeah. said, hey, you know, we got a slot if she's interested. Yeah. And um, I said, okay, let's, shout, let's shout go. Shout out to Britt. Shout yeah. out to Britt. She's yeah. such a doll. Yeah. And so this is the thing. Music is not an option. Okay. I don't think people realize that. It's not an option when you're mm. singing the national anthem for these NBA games. Yeah. You, you are expected to go out there and sing it yeah. a cappella. Yeah. And the national anthem is not an easy song no, to it's sing. Not. It's not. Um, I don't think people realize that either. However, the reason why I made the decision to do it, because that's a lot of pressure. There's 10,000 plus people in that audience. And yeah. for that particular um, segment, it was spring break. Yeah. So it was more full, I think, than it would have ever been on any other night. Yeah. I remember getting down on the court and thinking, oh, the stadium's empty. We're yeah. good. I ain't got to worry. I did my sound check. I like, ain't nobody in these stands. I got this. I'm yeah. singing to me in empty seats. Yeah. And then by the time, you know, it, the clock started. Um, it was full yeah. and I could just all these sea of people. It was bananas. Yeah. And I made a decision to do it because being a reality TV star, people judge us very harshly when mm. it comes to being a recording artist okay. because they say, okay, here is another reality TV star just wanting to do music. Yeah. And can she even sing for yeah. real? I believed um, that it was the best way to silence any doubters mm. on whether or not I had the ability to sing. Okay. No better way to do that than yeah. the national anthem. And yeah. at that point, it's either sink or swim. Yeah. I remember, um, if you actually go back and watch it, it's on my Instagram page. I actually take a deep breath. Yeah. I am I, so I, nervous. Yeah, I, I am shaking. Yeah. And I was just like, pause, breathe. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. Don't forget the words. Yeah. 
And I went blank, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So that breath was to remind myself and just really kind of get in my zone. And I remember towards the end, my publicist and, and one of my, my best friends was in the audience in front of me. She was standing courtside. And I remember just getting to the end. You could kind of see me pat on my leg because yeah. I'm counting myself down to the end. She was literally screaming when yeah. I rapped. She was like, girl, yeah. you sang the heck out that song. I'm like, I yeah. got it done. But if you watch, you see Brit in the yeah, background. She in the back. is like, I see her face because yeah. she doesn't know what to expect either. Yeah. Like, I don't vouch for this girl. I yeah. hope she can sing the song. And I see her face like, okay, yeah. Yeah. girl can, can sing. But at the end, you know, she's clapping and cheering as well yeah. by the time I wrap it. But I felt such a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. But my publicist said to me, he said, listen here, yeah. if you had... Anybody that was on the fence, yeah. you definitely silenced them. Shout tonight. out to Morris, the publicist. Yes. yes that's my dude. Yeah, cool he's a great yeah. guy. He's yeah. definitely team winter, and I'm grateful for him. Yeah. He definitely advocates for me. And it's, it's always great to have a good team that want to push you and see you excel and be your best. And so we are working in these streets. Let yeah, me tell I you. I see you working. We are I, working. You know, like, I, I'm just curious, man. They say sex sells, right? When Absolutely. It comes to the music. And it's, it's a kind of tough spot for me because on one hand we talk about the fact that society is over sexualizing women and all that stuff but on the flip side of that conversation you have women it's like you know it's like every song Mm -hmm. is all about you know busting it open and different things right it's hard for me because it's like how do we how do you approach that for Mm you and me how do you what do you think about that where it's like you know we're saying you know we're too why women are always objectified but you see Women actually doing the same thing, and it's almost like every song that comes out now, it's got to be in some way, shape, or form that. Yes. How do you? So it's interesting. I went to an industry event yeah. um, just last night and encountered a rep from a, a label. Yeah. And he looked at me, and he said, "You sing R and B." And I was like, "Okay, do yeah. I?" I'm like, "I'm not wearing a badge." Uh, that, that, like, that sign right how there. do you know? <laughs> He say you very classy. Oh wow! He say you just you know it. Yeah. He says a look. Yeah. And I said thank you thank for you. that. Yeah. Because I am from the '90s. I yes. grew up listening to '90s yeah. R&B. But essentially, the reason why that music is still relevant to this day is because it was based off of life experiences. Yeah. Even when it included sex. Yeah. It still was about an experience. Yeah. And so for me, when you think about Sign My Papers, that yeah. was birthed out of an experience. Yeah. Gutter Barbies was really where I was as a woman. Yeah. It was my experience. Yeah. Even the tracks that I'm working on now, um, I'll give you an exclusive. Yes. Oh, the, yeah. the next track is exclusive. called. Yes. You actually got the first exclusive. Oh. No one is Amen. ever. Amen. Okay. All right. So uh, the, the next track that you'll actually see on the show is called New Love. Ooh. That was based off of a real experience. Oh, wow. And everything, every lyric is wrapped around real like thoughts and feelings and what I'm really walking real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next song I actually wrote, I'm working on. Um, it, I won't give you the actual title, but mm. it's something like it's me season. Mm. That's where I am right mm. now. We and talk about seasons. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is really life. That yeah. is R and B. It's that's what makes it soulful because yeah. it's really hidden that that core of who we are and that human experience. Yeah. And so I can't relate to being hypersexualized yeah. or oversexualized if I wanted to. I wasn't raised that way. Yeah. That would actually be inauthentic for me. Right. Um. 
everyone on my cast will tell you this girl is very green. Yeah. I am. I've never been to a strip club. Oh, wow. And inadvertently went into my first one, not intentionally, because I didn't know the, the place had changed into a strip club. I walked in like, what in the absolute? Let me get my behind out of here. I thought it was a cabaret. It wasn't a stadium, was it? It wasn't stadium. It was, it was sex. <laughs> Nobody had told me what the situation was. I went to celebrate a friend's birthday. Oh, and he man. said, hey, here's the address. We're yeah. at sex. No worries. I'm going to pull up. <laughs> Here I come. My classy attire. <sighs> clothes on. I'm fully clothed, by the way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's dollars all over the floor. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just want to make sure I'm in the right place. <laughs> this ain't oh, what it used man. to be. Leaving. Oh, um, wow. So that was my first introduction, but I didn't intentionally choose. I'd never been, and I yeah. don't have a desire to go. My yeah. cast is very liberated in the sex discussion. Yeah. I'm very conservative. Yeah. Not that I'm afraid to talk yeah. about sex. I'm a grown woman, but I just, that is not my life. Yeah. It's not my experience, so I cannot relate. And to sell that would not be authentically me. Yeah. Um, can I sell you heartbreak and pain and love and being in love? Yes, because that is something that is very much me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm selling in my so music. is this society or is it, who, who is to, I don't want to say who's to be blamed or if we want to begin the process of, I don't want to say fixing it, but when we address these issues, because yeah. hip hop 50, you know, coming up. Um, but it's one thing that a lot of people have talked about, you know, the way hip hop, you know, treats, a, you know, looks at women, portrays women, all that good stuff. But it's like, is this society? Because on one hand, it's almost like everything you see is like really sexualized, mm -hmm. every commercial. And then on the flip side of that, you have women who are really doing like they're really doing that. And so yeah. for me, it's almost like, well, we're complaining about society, but. Y'all in on it too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do, who is to be, I guess you could say blame. How do we, when it comes to that whole issue, is, is, is that even a problem? We have to understand and accept that the generations after us, and I'm yeah. going to say after us, <laughs> they're very different. Yeah. These kids were raised by iPads. Yeah. Yeah. And, and computers yeah. and the internet. Yeah. They're, ability to be just more free in general yeah. is definitely different than yeah. the generation we grew up in yeah. where, you know, certain things were still not okay. It was very taboo to talk about, yeah. you know, having threesomes. Yeah. These people celebrate it these yeah. days, yeah. you know, I think what it's really going to take is that generation saying, Hey, we want to be recognized or known for something different. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's very different to okay. change the temperature of a culture okay. who is accepted yeah. that this is what they want their culture to be. Yeah. I talked to, I mean, my, my daughter is in this, in this generation. She's 21 years old. Okay. She's a lot more liberal than I am. Yeah. We have discussions all the time. Yeah. That is their mindset, though. This is, their generation is very much be who you are, be as free as you want to be, have as, as many experiences as you want. Um, they don't see anything wrong with it. In yeah. fact, we're viewed as the people that need to evolve and, yeah. and get with the program, yeah. right? Yeah. So until they say enough is enough, yeah. we're going to have to learn how to either continue to accept the, set the example, you know, yeah. set the example, or uh, 
try to adjust in the best way that we know how, because again, there is a disconnect in our ability to reach that generation as Mm -hmm. well. And so we have to figure out how to be um, more collaborative Mm -hmm. in a way that, that kind of distances the generation as or the world as a whole from that level of promiscuity because it really is just an acceptance I feel like of promiscuity and yeah. um the hypersexualization you know, it's I I don't have a dog in the fight to be honest with you yeah. it, the, the challenge for me is if a dude approaches you yes and out the gate he like do you want to have sex you like wait a minute hold up hold up hold up Why what am I a piece of meat right you know what I'm saying but 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 then Every time I watch your your music and everything, that's what you're projecting. Yeah. That's what you're serving. Absolutely. You've, you've not given me anything else. So it's almost like, why are you mad at me? Because one thing is, don't be hypocritical. That's my whole thing. True. Like, don't tell me, well, why you, why would you? I'm, I'm sorry, but what else have you given me? Which is my challenge. It's like when you look at certain artists, we're not going to name names because we're doing this podcast, but it's certain people. What's their name? You know what I mean? That that it's almost like I was Hot 97 because I had the opportunity of working on that. And a certain artist comes to stage and she's singing. Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. She might come for me, but that's all right. I can take the smoke. Um, And then she turns around and flashes her whole situation. You know what I'm saying? This is on online, on YouTube. You can Instagram somewhere. And I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. If I approach you, and it's almost like you have people who are okay with that persona, like leading with that as a brand, which is fine. If do you be you unapologetically, mm-hmm. but don't be mad if that's all that somebody takes you to be. Because yeah. you said that's not all I am, but just show me that. Right. You get what I'm saying? So to me, that's where responsibility. I talked about this earlier, being willing to be responsible and accountable to what we present. And there's, unfortunately, there's the disconnect in that as well, right? We are very aware of the lack of leadership in the black community. And that starts with our men, the lack of of, of fathers and the lack of representation. It's going to take a collective effort. I don't like blaming Mm. because blaming isn't going to solve. Yeah. Accusing is not going to solve. Yeah. How do we as a community yeah. collectively address these issues? Yeah. How do we collectively as a community change the narrative? Yeah. How do we collectively as a community start to teach our sons yeah. that they can make it outside of sports? Mm. See, I have boys. Yeah. And we made it a rule in our house that if their grades slipped, they would come off a football team. Wow. We didn't care enough about them going to the pros yeah. to say – oh, well, you can have an F or you can have a D or you can have a C. Yeah. Because I know your capability. Yeah. Our boys are very smart, actually very good at math. Yeah. So if you bring me a C, it's unacceptable. Yeah. And guess what? If you don't bring that C up, you ain't playing football next season. Mm. Tell your teammates you'll see them in the spring. Yeah. We were dead serious about that. Yeah. But when you, when you raise men to believe that they are the sum total of their physical ability, yeah. then I don't have, have the desire to strive for much else. Yeah. I don't have the desire to want to be in a math club or engineering club or, you know, learning about architecture or real estate. These are the things that we have to collectively change. I don't raise my boys, even as an unmarried woman, because I'm not single. Their dad is present and active. So I say as an unmarried woman, I'm not raising my boys to get to the league so they can take care of me. See, we, we yeah. don't talk about that disconnect in the black community where yeah. we have a whole generation of single moms who have raised their boys to be responsible for them. Mm. 
as a woman, as a mom, as an adult, my goal is to leave a legacy. We don't understand how backwards we are. So until we focus on changing that backwardness, we're going to continue to see the same issues that we see. This is a collective and collaborative issue. And I mean, I'm personally committed committed to changing it. I'm personally committed to being committed to being active in my community. Um, I'm working with Covenant House on uh, transitional programs for you know 18 to 24 year olds because that's a pivotal and critical age um, to really capture young adults to really change their their future and their narratives. I'm a mom, so I have a vested interest to change the narrative of the future that I see um, being presented to my my children and my children's children. Um, So I really believe. You know, we have to be the change that we want to see. Plug your website. Simplywinter.com. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys on the next episode of High Vibrations Only, where we're all about inspiration, motivation, and elevation. See you guys soon.